Welcome to the Take 92 Podcast. My name is Sammy Warmhands. I am your host. And my guest today is Pete Feliciano. He's one of the best singers I've come across in a long time. We met a few years back when I was on tour in San Francisco. And he came all the way up here to film a music video for my new album on a song that we did together. We're going to talk about that and his new album, his upcoming podcasts, and a hell of a lot more. Here's Pete Feliciano. And we begin. Hello, sir. With another, I hope, firework sound. Yeah. Here's a good question. Would you hope for a suicide over a homicide? Because homicide technically would be ruining two lives. Yeah, you know, someone was just uh, mentioning one of those the other day. You know, there was a shooter situation right. and he shot himself. And I was like, man, like if you feel so unredeemably lost that you right. you you have to make that choice for yourself right what what does it even matter what what are you gaining by bringing other people with you man like that's the worst thing uh, see it's feeling worst feeling powerless is a horrible thing and yeah. when someone feels powerless enough or shit on enough or you know Blah, blah, blah. Like, I, I get it. I don't know about you. <laughs> I do kind of get it, homicide-wise. <laughs> wow, no. <laughs> Before you even I, say I my name on the, the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're starting in dark territory. Right. <laughs> I brought it up. I'm, I'm sorry. I'll forgive you, though, because you've been uh, driving all day. I have. You know, I'm just kind of throwing you into this. I'm a, very, I'm a very sweet boy. I'm a very tired boy. It's, and, not, it's uh, not even what you're here for, and we're just no. we're just kind of making it happen. Well, I'm a very I'm a, I'm an amazing giver. So lucky you <laughs> that you get my presence. Well, I'm um, glad you're staying at my house tonight. Well, you know, whatever. I'm I, you. I'm I'm grateful to be on the track with you, and you know, I'm, I think it's going to be. A, I think it's a good song, and I think it's going to be a funny video, and you know. Whatever. Yeah, let's let's set the tone on that because. Uh, yeah, let's you know we let's are wipe here. away the suicide homicide <laughs> thing, and just re. <laughs> Reset the table. We are here because you're featured on my new record. Yes, sir. And it's going to be one of the singles because it came out really fucking good. Yeah, um, I like it. I think that the two of us, maybe this is one-sided. Maybe it's just me. I had wanted to work with you for a long time. That's very, no, um, of course I would. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the way that came together, I was so pleased. My buddy Zarcasm on the beat from Fresh Ink. It's my first time working with him, and it was a really great track, and it just brought out these... Um, there's actually a lot of Star Wars references on the record. Okay. <laughs> and it's, it's not intentional. I, I feel like that's not a, 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 a rare thing. I mean, if you look around this room, though, normally my thing <laughs> would be Batman references. See, maybe this is just because I'm a novice and I'm an amateur at this, but I figure if, you're, if you are more of a Batman boy, I can see from, from the studio. Yeah. But... Once you've kind of wet the seal of that, Star Wars is not, you know, in my brain as an amateur, I would conflate those a little more than... Sure. I mean, it's, right. it's huge to me, but it just happened by accident because I wrote like a good chunk of the album last spring, mm -hmm. and then I wrote a good chunk of it in January and February this year. You know, what came out right before that was Last Jedi, and so we had right. been binge watching like every single movie and building right. up to it, and so it just happened. Right. You and I did a, our stuff before February, January, right? Before Last Jedi? Oh, you know what? Maybe we did last yeah, year. Yeah, okay. We did ours on the first run, huh? Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so other songs after the fact wound up having it. But mm -hmm. this track was inspired by 
a great scene in Rogue One. What's his name? Donnie Yen is that his name? The, uh, he's like I a Hong Kong actor who was in in the film. He plays a blind guy who has the Force. And mm. um, there, yeah, there's this great scene where like the lead actress is walking by and he like senses that she's wearing this kyber crystal. He, in a very Yoda-like way, says <laughs> some inspirational words of like the the strongest stars of hearts of kyber. Right. And it turns out that kyber is like the thing that they make lightsabers out of and. You know, so it's just kind of a, a great Star Wars uh, metaphor that I, in turn, applied to uh, rap braggadocio because right. this this record is like a very confident, very kind of feeling, you know, like all, a lot of my prior records are like struggling and toiling right. and I've been uh, you know, trying and, to yeah, get yeah, yeah, yeah. to this place and I'm not there and now it's me going hey you know what creatively I'm feeling like I'm there and this right. is great right. it's like I feel like I've charged up and right. so uh, I've just taken that and kind of went ape shit and you know throwing all the little comedy samples in there and right and, I do like that I what, sent it to you and was like alright man I'm very aroused that's that's uh, Anchorman uh, okay I figured Paul I Rudd figured. yeah 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 I figured yeah yeah there's a, a, a Sandler part from the goat uh, put your dukes up I got fucking no dukes oh so. okay yeah there's a yeah the Anchorman part yeah it's a thing that I have done occasionally um, and I learned that growing up from the Beastie Boys, like right, the, you know the, that song, "B Boys Making the Freak Freak." Mm. Um, there's this great break, and we used uh, my buddy had it on cassette, and so we would lose track of like where it right. was, and we would like right. rewind to try to find it because right. it was the funniest part. Like in the middle of the song, it just cut out and was like. If this is going to be that kind of party, I'm going to stick my dick right, in the mashed I potatoes. That. I remember <laughs> that shit. Right. You know, somebody laughing. Right. And it was like the greatest thing when you're 12 years old to hear that. And uh, yeah, somewhere around Famous Last Words, I started like just injecting those little jarring, mm-hmm. you know, stop the song altogether. And right. how many butts am I going to have only... to cut for you people to realize not to be dummies, you know? Right. It's, and just it's, stare at the crowd. It's definitely, it's definitely like if this is, because I've been working on this album of mine and it's, this idea of like, okay, I think it's a, a much larger principle, but if, okay, if this is the only life I'm going to live, yeah. if this is the only, say this is the only album, say this was actually mine. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's stupid, but it really is like, okay, say this is my music. What do I want? What do I want? You know, and, and I was actually, um, you know, and so uh, putting in like little weird stuff is, is I think on this actually on, on mine, I'm I'm gonna be throwing in a couple of tracks, at least three or four, where it's snippets of interviews with mm-hmm. music behind it, not interviews of mine, interviews of people that I, you know, saying f- some funny stuff, you know, or some thought-provoking stuff with music behind it, because it's like, okay, this might be the equivalent of a skit, you yeah. know, albums are not as relevant, you know, one might think as they used to be in my, you know, where like, you know, where like a skit would make sense. You know, we all remember like Ken Kniff and all that stuff. Yeah, right? yeah. But like, you know, okay, so it's different now, but you know, it's my fucking album. I'm going to do whatever the fuck, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, 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 you know, and I grew up on that stuff and I think it has, um, I think it has merit. I do know. too. And I feel what you're saying because with this record, it's like, I've, this is your episode not mine, but we're, we're, we're talking about this track because that's what brought we're us together. We're both self-centered douches. It's fine. Just <laughs> we're musicians, right? right? We're performers. But um, I'm, I definitely approached it as if, like, you know, I've done this 
now 20 years mm-hmm. from when I started my first band, you know, and God, I put so much of myself into it and I've dug myself such a big hole of debt and all these right. other things. And uh, it's like, I don't know how long I'm going to be able to operate at the level I'm operating. I'm not saying I'm going to retire or something like that, but like, I don't know how long I'll be able to, you know, keep putting out, you know, mm-hmm. physical albums with great, mm-hmm. you know, features and guest mm-hmm. beat producers and mm-hmm go on tours and, and all this stuff, I don't know. Um, and, you know, I'm 32. I don't, there's so much life ahead of me, I don't know. Right. And, and so uh, what if this is the last record? What, right. what would you want to do with it, you know? And right. I was like, I'm done with the pining over the right. s- the struggle and, and the right. shortcomings, and, and of, I'm going to go of, out in a blaze of glory if I'm going to do it. And a so, lot of underground hip-hop does focus on that a little too much, I think. Now, there's a lot of, like, funny ways to do it, yeah. and I love a lot of tracks, you know, but, like, in, in being a peripheral member of the hip-hop community, there's a lot of it. There's a lot of like, yeah. I've been on my grind and I've been on my grind. You know, I can't, I mean, I've written hip hop choruses for lots and lots of rappers and I've used that line one, many too many fucking <laughs> times, you know? And I think that's, it's my fault, you know, too. But like, you know, sometimes it's like, uh, you know, what am I feeling? I'll put that in a record and it's like, okay, if we're struggling, you know, whatever. But like some of my favorite stuff, I mean, I think you have pretty different, um, favorite hip-hop stuff, you know, but, like, my favorite, my favorite all-time rapper, MF Doom. He really? makes no fucking sense, but he makes perfect sense, and every line is how awesome he is. But yeah. he doesn't do it in a, in, a, in a cheap way. He finds, you know, comic book references and all kinds of, you know, he uses clips from Fantastic Four tunes from the 70s. Yeah. You know, he's, he's an asshole. I love him, you know, but, like, it's always, I'm getting laid, or I'm selling drugs, <laughs> or I'm taking your money, or I'm robbing somebody. But it's like in a funny way. He rarely talks about a topic and if he can stay on the topic at all. And I don't know if it, I was actually thinking about it. I I have wanted to work with you. Uh, the track you did with Task was oh, blood in the water. Yeah, I was like, damn, like that's pretty great. You know, well, that, yeah, because actually that was when we met. Was when I was touring that right. that record and that single was uh, uh, at the Boom Boom Room. Right. You've talked about that a lot, haven't you? The whole um, task shit? I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast. I wrote about it in my book, for sure. Okay. And uh, it's going to be expanded on in the next book, because the next book is about touring specifically. Yeah. So how do you not right. m- mention that when you do a whole right. chapter on that tour? But right. um, but yeah, we haven't talked much about task. It's an interesting <laughs> thing. I, I'll tell you this. Oh, well, but the, before the, I forget, before I forget, yes, I, I bought uh, I bought the Doom Zarface record yesterday. I was just listening to that in okay. the van. And... Uh, yeah, they're a great example of, of someone who just, I mean, half the time they don't even have a chorus on the song. Right. They'll do a whole album with no chorus or shit. Right. Like, it's just beats and rhymes. Right. But they say it in a way that's so unique to them and right. so clever that it does feel really fresh, you know? And, right. Mo, um, Mos Def, my favorite line about MF Doom is Mos Def, and I'm not a huge Mos Def fan, really, but Mos Def said, he raps as weird as I think. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> you know, but uh, that's what made me think of Task is, uh, Task and I used to talk about how, you know, he was he was his favorite rapper. He was well. a big fan of Doom, yeah. yeah. He played uh, the, the Mm Food album yeah. when we were in the van. Right. But yeah, that was... Um, Funny, I just was talking about him to Blueprint this weekend because we were in the green room at Nectar in Seattle and I was taking a leak and I saw a Task 1 sticker on the wall. Really? Wow. And, and I've done this a few times when I see it around. 
I peel it off the no. wall and throw it in the garbage. <laughs> I'm like, nah, man. His er- stuff isn't up, erasing though. Erasing your history. His stuff isn't up, though, still. I mean, I... I His music? Yeah. No, no. He pulled right. it right away. So it's not like he's, you know, gaining anything from it. No, I know. I just, I I don't know. I, I can't think there help are some, but feel there are some features, there. like your track is still up. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I, I really like that, you know. I mean... Yeah. What and twelve uh, of his lines on my song were his. Oh, yeah. you researched it and you found how many? No, how some, many lines? Somebody else did. Oh, okay. But he how he many did, lines did he have total? Sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah. So twelve. And of his them last. Were hit. Uh, he ripped off well multiple friends of mine, and one of them was like, "Did you Google blood in the water?" I'm like, "Nah, I'm not gonna do that." This was like when it was fresh, like day right, one. Right, 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 I was like, "Nah, right, I'm not right, gonna right. do that, man." Like. Uh, he's talking about him and I. Like, there's no way, you know, I right. trust, you know, I trust right. that didn't happen. And and sure enough, all well, the for, shit that's about him and me rapping together is real. But then the last four, um, right. he stole the whole, like, uh, slam me so hard, I'm going to crack the pavement and that whole thing. I'm sure everyone who's listening to this probably already knows the story. But Task One was a rapper who, uh, I guess he got caught. He didn't. He didn't come out with it himself, right? No, he was charging money for features to a lot of people around the country too, right? Yeah, all over because yeah. uh, you know he was really blown up, and we all we were all in his corner hoping he was gonna, right. you know, kind of be really, kind of be the one of us. I to, really to liked his fucking up. raps, man. Yeah. Heisenberg. To this day, I wish I could fuck. I've lurked for it. You know what I mean? Like I, even if it's even if it's fifty percent fake, like that fucking well, a lot the of that poor kid who made the beat. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I know, it I know. was a good fucking track. Well, anyway, a lot of Heisenberg was somebody else's song too. Ah, so so shit. you could just go look up who the original was oh, and no. listen to that guy's song you know give him the money for the single so he, he, he you said he got paid for a feature yeah he got paid for a feature <laughs> and and the guy had heard it before the, 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 the wow. guy who paid for it he made a youtube video showing his uh feature and then the original song that he knew that it was from because you know he's a hip-hop fan he knew it he didn't and bring it to task first no he posted on the well i don't know if they talked or tried okay. to talk right but he posted on youtube my friend Gradient messaged to me, go, oh, my God, did you see this? This right. was like the night before everything went crazy. Right. And I texted him, yo, I don't know what this is, but you need a heads up. Like, you need to get control of this right now. Right. And then the next day, just person after person oh, after you person. messaged Task. Yeah. I, okay. I mean, we had toured together. I had his phone number. I texted him. Right. I sent him the video. Right. I was like, yo, I don't know what the story is with this, but, like, right. people are coming at you. Right. You know? Did and, he message um, you? Back? And I was trying to be a friend. You know, he did, did he not. Ma- and you never heard from him again. I never heard from him again. Yeah, um, me neither. The only I reached out to him multiple times. I, tr- <sighs> you know, I came to his defense even on like the third day when it was obvious like he had done what he did. Right. But people were like, "You see that motherfucker? Knock that dude out! If right, you right, see, right, you know, right, like, right, right. oh man, I kill that motherfucker! You know, shit right, like that." Right, right. And and I I made a, a post of like it was a picture of me and him together, and I was like, "Look." I'm not going to defend what dude did as an artist. Obviously, mm-hmm. that's the worst. And I'm the songwriter's right. songwriter. That's what I right. do. You know, right. All, what I'm about is authenticity and, and right. putting your heart into your songs. But doesn't mean that <laughs> you need to rip apart this human being in such a dramatic and right. and, and personal way. Like right. you know, just. But then he made that response video, and it did not help any. It was just like I never watched the whole thing. I just I just heard from you from you guys that it was 
Um, well, maybe not from you per, per specifically, but that he was defending himself. He didn't. He didn't. Sort of. Him. He never. He never used the words "stole" or he never said any of the artist names. He never said "plagiarize." He never. The line that did him in is that you know he was overwhelmed by all the hate he was receiving, right? Which I understand, um, and I did defend like you right. know you know that's it's going a little far, but he said, I'm paraphrasing. I don't remember the wording, but he said. I'm sorry that my actions brought out the worst in all of you. Yeah, that's shitty. Yeah, it's like you have no fucking right. clue, man. <laughs> like, there's people that not only paid for this, right? Right. Luckily, I didn't. But, but at the I level... put out the song, and it's on my fucking album forever that I w- right. w- was selling. And not just that. Know? It's not just, like, money. So, like, if he had done it to... You know, fucking most deaf. Somebody, somebody who is established enough. Yeah, that's enough shittiness, right? Yeah. But to the to these people who are like, for me, for you, I when I spend money on music, it's like okay, hope it works out. There's a lot of I hope it works out. Extra stuff. There's a lot of like, come on, universe, fuck it. I'm just gonna take a leap of faith and spend this money, and my money and my reputation. Yeah. rest on on what we create because we're not famous because we're not you know well, i mean you are more but like you Fuck know off. because we're not <laughs> uh how do you fucking afford all this batman shit um but like <laughs> you know because i took <laughs> took a year off of touring because you fucking steal it you just fucking run into i don't know where where, where do people get batman shit i don't even know Shout out to Radar Toys. Shout out to Replay ah, Toys. You're ruining my interview. No. <laughs> Shout out to Go Calendars and Gifts. Um, I never was invested in him monetarily or, I mean, we were talking about doing songs. Yeah. But at the same time, I kind of knew that he could at any minute be untouchable because he's on his meteoric rise. And so I was, yes. I had low expectations. At the same time, I kind of knew from sitting down with him, he's not socially there you know what i mean i don't know if you experienced this too the awkwardness and the like i'm not saying that i could tell that he would no yeah, i couldn't yeah, yeah. but i'm saying like not in a way as to defend him but just to be like yeah he's sick like he just like you felt like spiritually he was, he was, like mentally he was guarded he just, or something he wasn't he wasn't no, genuine I, with you or no i'm just saying i think he was probably guarded with everybody yeah I can't imagine how how hard it must be to be him now. I'm not saying that makes it what he did okay. It does. No, I was just asking like how you read right. it at the time. Like no, not, not I, with I the think he was. I think there's a lot of people who went. They're so socially awkward. Yeah, they can't be real ever. Yeah, and I think he wanted so bad probably to make it work that he just floundered and 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 did some foul ass shit which is not defendable but i mean like you were saying you defended him as a human yeah you know what i mean but fuck you know okay we take him off of the off of the wall we take his jersey down from the fucking rafters yeah you know whatever you're not in the music hall of fame anymore <laughs> you're not in our musical whatever but yeah. as a human being think of how sad he must be i, I get Think what you're saying fucking I, painful his life is i'm not saying I sent him that a makes text, it okay i left him a voicemail exactly and i'm, ta- and, and I'm not saying exactly I'm not saying once i'm saying every time i came to exactly. california for two years after that i i i, right. I said hey man right. i would really like to have a face-to-face right. can can i just see you right can we just right. talk through this you know right and he never responded because right. i i am a compassionate person i, I you know, oh no, no, no. like he I know there's a there's a 
there's like you a, don't owe him anything. I know, I know, but I just feel like I need closure on this or something, and I and right. I, I never got it. Right. And you know, he he does have. It's funny because he's such a comic book dude. Like, right. he has such a tragic, like, comic book villain. Arc. Right. He has origin an origin story. story. You know, he has an arc story. Right. Right. He really right. does. And when we were touring, he would talk about what that happened stuff. In, yeah. The and kids and how yeah, yeah. how he was. He right. was the fat dude, right. and you know, not a lot of people talked to him in school exactly. and whatever. Right. And he, you know, he had stories, you know, that were right. great to listen to. And I don't, I don't know what of them were real and what weren't. But like, he did genuinely talk about when he was starting to get love on his videos, and then you know, people right. started asking for shows, and then they started asking for features, and like, you could tell that he was just thrust into this acceptance that he had been dying for. Um, and socially, especially, yeah, I think he's the type of person. And I, again, I haven't seen him in what I guess has been like four years, right? Since all that shit went down. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, just a couple like months after our tour. Yeah, yeah. So because I'm not in, I wasn't invested, and I wasn't really hurt from it. I, I kind of it sucks. Yeah, not having the music around it sucks. This is a weird thing to kind of venture on topic wise, but. And I, I certainly would never hope this upon fucking anybody, but you could see it happening if we suddenly heard that he did something to himself. I was concerned about that at the right. time when when people were coming at him that aggressively. Well, think of know. how lonely he must be now. Fuck, I mean, uh, and and I don't know because I the one thing that he did leave open, and you know, maybe once a year I have checked it, and that's his Twitter. I and did notice he that. He does still, he, he you know, all... you'll see him talk about comics and stuff, right? Because you know, that was his first love. And right. when we were uh, touring together, I remember this as well. He said that um, a couple of times, like we'd always be trading verses in the in the van, just mm -hmm. like me and Ogar and, and Task. And mm -hmm. it was kind of like me and Carnage would do, you know, when we would travel around. We're always trading bars and trying to one up each other and, right, you know, right, get, right. Get, get feedback, and whatever. And, and Taz never ran out of verses. He, like the moment somebody stopped rapping, he would always start rapping. And like he was so just insatiable with um, the amount of rapping and, mm -hmm. and the juxtaposition with the fact that he mentioned a couple times that uh, he had really only got into hip hop like a couple years prior to that. Like he had really right. only. You know, well, that makes... been into it for a short time, and I always thought, man, that's so crazy that you've come so far in this short period. <sighs> yeah. Like, man, you're so talented. Even if he was so short and and already into it, that makes sense. If someone is socially awkward enough to not have any social time, <laughs> yeah, and to just devote to be in a little bunker, yeah, socially with with hip hop and just rap and rap and rap and rap and rap. Those people that just sit in their bedroom and woodshed after school every fucking day mm -hmm. for six hours a day, and then you got a virtuoso. Mm -hmm. And they had no friends in high school, and now they're fucking rock stars. You know, that shit <laughs> mm -hmm. happens, you know? Right. The Satrianis of the world, they, right. they exist. But yeah, man, the whole Probably thing Probably not was... Ingve though. Ingve got pussed, dude. Ingve <laughs> <laughs> seems like the kid who like would would practice, but like practice and like, come on over, I'll show you how to do, you know, I don't know how Germans <laughs> talk, but like, you know, I'll come, you know. Anyway, continue. I just wanted to, I don't know very much about Ingve Malmsteen, but um, he seems like a douche. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't You hear either. that, Ingve? No, it's, well, we were talking about uh, metal briefly earlier, I think, and I was like, yeah, my problem with metal is a lot of it is, uh, and there's some that I genuinely love, but there's a lot of it that's just like, 
oh, look what I can do. Not not like, oh, like, yeah. this moves me. This is, right. you know, actually musical. This right. is so much of it is just like chops, 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 chops. Right. I'm like, I don't care, though. And, and right. he's that way for me. I was like, wow. First time I saw him, I was like, I've never seen a dude play like that before. Right. This is amazing. And then you watch the second song and then the third song and then the fourth song. You're like, I'm over it. Right. At least Van Halen could write fucking songs. Right. That's true. <laughs> you, know? you know what's weird about that, too, is I went, I've seen, I saw Macedon and Primus at the Greek last week. Nice. Um, so this was probably like the fifth or sixth time I've seen Primus. And for some reason, it was the, and I've seen him at the Greek before, it was the beefiest, nuttiest fucking pit I've been in. Yeah. I think probably ever. And I like pits. And we, <laughs> during Macedon, Macedon went on first. Macedon, during that, you know, we were, we were moshing a little bit, but it's kind of sparse because it's kind of, you know, still light out. But, like, on the floor of the Greek was this kind of weird canvassy tarp just covering dirt. You know, we didn't know that. We, Whoa. You know, whatever. But someone had sharp shoes or something, and it fucking cut it cut a hole in it and so these people are like either tripping on it and then that oh, trip makes the hole bigger it makes the idea. hole bigger oh, like no. this is real bad right and so in between Macedon and Primus we just ripped the whole fucking just yeah. rip it all up and so it was nothing but dirt it was like in some pits you're like scared but like this yeah. one was like all right you know like <laughs> almost every pit I, I usually I try to like keep my teeth together yeah that way I don't bite my yeah. tongue yeah right? or you don't want to you know, right jam them together uh so i keep my teeth together and i try to you know just fucking elbow elbow, elbows elbow out. you know elbows, elbows out. out but it's so much fun to just beat people up and get beat up but <laughs> mastodon who went on before a lot of it is hey look at this stuff i can do where was as a juxtaposition and i'm not like the biggest primus fan but i grew up on them you know yeah. i love them a lot a lot of it is here's this dancey shit here's this jumpy moshy you know thrashy fun Fun shit instead yeah. of here, look what I can do. Now, there's obviously different ends of the spectrum, but like Mastodon definitely seemed to focus more on, okay, we'll give you a couple of songs you know. Well, in their defense, I, I don't know hardly anything about Mastodon, right? Mm. But I was in my local record store, CD World, mm -hmm. and I was running in just to pick something up right. and get on right. my way to something. Right. And there's this band playing overhead. It had the most like musical. Mm -hmm heavy shit going mm -hmm. on i was like I, I i like stopped and was like who is playing right now right. And like oh this is mastodon i was like right i've heard the name i don't know what they sound like no, they're and then, great and it was this musical interlude and then like eventually as i was being rung up the vocals came in i was like i actually like this i was mm -hmm. like what record is this yeah. and she like pulled out the the cover for the vinyl and was like this is this is the one she's one? like the newer stuff is pretty good but this shit is where it's at yeah. and I was like okay yeah. I'm gonna make a mental their note of that their older shit is definitely in my opinion better and the other thing I weird, that feels weird about metal too so a lot of it you know okay I, I, don't get me wrong I like a lot of Macedon I, I, that's yeah. part of you know if it was Primus just by themselves I probably wouldn't have gone but we wanted to see Macedon and Primus together and it was fun and one Macedon album I think it's Blood Blood Mountain. I it was 2007. I had my first car ever. That I was that's just the mine. Era she was talking about. I'm gonna look at this. Uh, it was artwork a while you're fucking talking. phenomenal record, and I wore out the CD. You know where there's back in the day where you play the CD until it until it's dead. I played the fucking CD until it died. Yeah, I'm I'm doing that right now. I was driving this weekend, realizing that my fucking 
my 40 ounces of freedom from middle, <laughs> middle school is finally not playing certain songs. Well, like, I did it Damn. in like a month. Or no, well, I, I'm sure I probably scratched it just by throwing it. You do not have a Batman and Robin. No, that's Batman Forever. Yeah. Holy shit. I will say this. It was a gift, and it was from Evan. But uh, that's kind of fucking I had to cool. Hang it. I was like, "You're oh, a horrible person," but that is uh, kind of cool. Yeah, exactly. That was my reaction. I was Jesus. like, "You bastard!" Okay, I'll hang it. God damn it! <laughs> that was nipple suit, right? I think that was nipple uh, yes, suit. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's not. That's not my thing. But it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> how did we start talking about that? I don't know how we transitioned. <laughs> I that. have no fucking clue. But uh, first of all, mm. I don't want to forget this. Yes, sir. You're starting a podcast. I am. What's it called? I think I think I'm just gonna call it the Pete Feliciano podcast. Yeah, I was gonna call it. <laughs> well, I, I don't hear know that. if this is gonna open up a thing, but I was gonna call it conservative-ish. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, but I think it might it might pigeonhole me a little bit because I the, the yeah you might alienate your your yeah. self from the I'm, Bay Area I'm, audience I'm, there. Well, no, I want to alienate myself from that, but <laughs> but I don't want to just talk about. I want to talk about music. I want to talk about comedy. I just don't want to. The goal of my podcast is hopefully to be honest, mm-hmm. which I'm not great at, but I try. And then also to be able to say and joke about fucking anything. Yeah. And honestly, a lot of times, especially in the Bay Area, you're just not allowed to. We're I'm, all supposed to believe that. all the same things all the time. Yeah. You're either with us 100% or you're against us. Yeah. It's like, no, I'm with you like 95%. Not good enough. You're part of the problem. Fuck you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's some hurtful, horrible shit to just, you know. And it's, so anyway. It's I, really tricky the way everything is right now because right. so much of me right. is the irreverent, like, Right. Pot stirrer, like, oh, sure. fuck off with that right, shit. Right, right, right. I mean, like, right. the situation we're in is largely because of, and I mentioned this in my song, Wildfire, mm. but people really don't want to accept blame. And even Bill Maher has said this, other people have said this, that for years, like, the left's, you know, touchy feely, the whole, like, right. it started the whole snowflake thing, right. you know, is kind of responsible. Right. For empowering these people and getting average Joe on board with somebody like Trump is because they're so sick of it, man. Right. And like, I got a line on this new record, people are probably gonna fucking hate. Sure. Or I got a verse that opens up with, I'm all about empowering the underrepresented, but not to the extent that it's 100%. See, I don't call women bitches, but don't get it twisted. I'd call a bitch woman a cunt if she fits it. Right. You know, like, like, but see, that's the thing. Ooh. Oh, see, you knocked just, over Ben Affleck. I'm sorry. No, God he's not damn. standing very well. Is it Ben Affleck? You, you can just hand it to me. I'll just. All right. I'll, I'll I'm put sorry, it back away. Ben. I apologize. So, like, as an example, like that's why I wanted to call it, kind of call it conservative because it kind of it's a good brand. It it yeah. it's it's catchy and it's. Has anyone it's used that? Angry. It seems like it's no. Really? Yeah. Damn. But I don't want to be just pigeonholed. Yeah. Because I want to talk about music. And I don't want a musician friend who's super liberal to feel weird about coming on my show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I'm pretty liberal in a lot of ways, too. But I'm a little in the fucking middle. And I like to take each thing as it comes. And I think, like Chris Rock said, you know, anybody who makes up their mind before they hears the argument <laughs> yeah. is a fucking fool. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I'm a Democrat all the time. I'm a this, I'm a that. Like, let's just talk. And not just that. I feel like demonizing the other side or it's really the problem i think 
Um, I mean, it's a propaganda technique. Right. It works really well. And honestly, the people who make money off of that, especially, yeah. are the people who keep prop propagating. Is that the right word? Are the people who keep spreading it? You know yeah, what I mean, I mean like, it's that old uh, George Carlin thing. Is like they keep the lower and middle classes fighting with each yes, other exactly. so that they, the rich, can run <laughs> off with all the fucking money. Right. Right. You know. Um, and I, or, or somebody was just saying about the whole immigration thing that's going on right now. Right. Talking about how genius it is that you can make the average person blame the immigrant for taking his job at a lower rate right. instead of the fucking CEO right. who's profiting on the structure and not willing to pay him right. for his and, work. And that's valid as well as the idea What's really smart from the left that they did is they made immigration all about race, which is creepy. Well, from from what I'm reading, yeah, there is like with a lot <laughs> I told of the you this ice, <laughs> with a lot, yeah, you open the door with a lot of the ice <clears throat> stuff that's happening and the deportations and the detainees and all right. that. You know, most of it is from like uh, Honduras and Guatemala, sure. and all these sure. all these places, and sure. a lot of the you know, immigrants from fairer skinned areas sure. are not having the same problem. Right. And that, that is, is true. The danger. And, and, right. and personally, I, I think I might be f further left or whatever you want to call it than anybody on this topic. And that is that I feel like personally, I should be able to go wherever the fuck I want to go and yeah. live wherever the fuck I want to right. live. And so should you. I no, and I and I, okay, a couple things. There are imaginary lines. Who fucking right. cares? Couple things. Like if you've driven through this country, there's nothing there. Right, totally. <laughs> it's so, a vast nothingness. Right, there's a, a there's a dumb sign that I took a picture next to. Welcome to Oregon. That's like I saw that's that. Bad, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm on board with that. Except, so like a couple of things. That doesn't necessarily mean just do it without any checkpoints. My grandparents came here from fucking puerto rico and they did it legit ways now i'm not saying it's as easy to do it now as it was back then yeah but i am saying they did it a certain way and also the other thing is yes it is happening i i think i, I haven't done as, as much research uh, as i need to but that may be happening but that doesn't necessarily spell intent that doesn't necessarily spell motive if that same thing is happening, oh, it's all happening to this person or it's more um, unfairly happening to this type of person, that doesn't necessarily mean that that's because of intent. Yeah, but, I mean, you could apply that to, like, the prison industrial complex and how it affects uh, black yeah. people. And, yeah. and when you look at, like, the same um, – like, I was a person who um, has voted for – stronger sentences and drug charges and right. shit like that before right. I knew a lot of this stuff right. because, you know, like I said, there's a lot of, uh, you know, addiction in my family right. and, and, you know, I've, I've always been straight edge because of that. I have a certain right. uh, way that I feel about how those things are destructive. You know, I've got lines about fucking bringing back prohibition and shit, you know, <laughs> but, but when you look at the numbers, you know, you'll, you'll see the amount of people who are actually arrested and charged and sentenced right. for the same offenses are right. like off the charts happening to black people and not right. white people. And it's like, okay, at some point you have to look at the fact that there's all these black dudes in prison right, right now on, and dude, trust me, I'm, I'm the fucking biggest anti-weed dude, but 
So all these black dudes right. behind bars right now. For sure. While all these white people are opening up their fucking shiny, <laughs> you know, shops on every fucking corner. Right. You know, they, they don't even look like run down shitholes like liquor stores, like where right. you should, you know, a, right. or like a porn shop. Like, right. you know, you would put your hat down I over your head when you, stores, when you roll in I there, like at least be anyway. a little ashamed. You know, they're right. full on like, right. you know, they look like a goddamn right. Best Buy with green colors, you know. Right. And, and so there's people profiteering while other people continue to be locked up. And it's like you can't, like it's too late now when right. we're seeing the effects of this immigration shit to go, right. eh, we no, didn't mean it. No, no, no. I'm you not know? saying that that's part but, of it. But that's part that's of it. That's how it's going. Maybe, maybe. It also depends on where the where the bleeding is, right? That they that they would focus. Possibly could be wrong. Uh, but it, I mean, the whole it thing has be... been southern border, southern border. You right. know, that's that's been the right. the rhetoric since the campaign. Well, that's been the rhetoric for a long time. Yeah, Obama said it, Bush said it, it's true. Clinton said it. It's true. It's been the rhetoric for a long and, time. Yeah. Because, and again, I think but that's there's all a reason. Stupid. But that and possibly again, it's just an imaginary fucking line. It is totally. Yeah. But it's not and happening. It was first. <laughs> yeah, and whose was it before? Exactly, not okay. ours. Right, but it, whose was it before then? All I'm saying is, as far as the immigration thing, I just, I understand that, but I also don't think that it's all, because here's the thing. Somebody wants people to come in. Yeah. Right? Fucking, yes. Yes. We're fucking, we're a free goddamn country. Get your fucking stupid ass in here. We need people to do shit, right? In theory. But just because someone wants that to happen legally doesn't mean that it's a race thing. And, and, and I'm not saying you're saying that, but I'm saying if every time someone votes for legal immigration, they get called a racist, how is that supposed to keep – someone makes a judgment about me as a fucking person yeah. without even listening or talking about it. They just say everyone – you know, what did I – I saw on the fucking – someone posted some fucking awful shit. What did they say? They said – it said, I'd rather be neighbors with a foreigner – who crossed the desert in order to enter this country over a neighbor who wouldn't cross the street to help a foreigner. I agree with that. Yeah. But does someone who's against illegal immigration mean that they wouldn't cross the street to help a foreigner? I, I've known a lot of conservative people who are way better than me, way nicer, kinder, more self-sacrificing. You know what I mean? And, and, and I'm sure you experience this more than a lot of people do in the Bay Area because you're from Oregon. You know what I mean? But I went to Oklahoma last year yeah. and there were gay kids running around and black kids playing with white kids. Like, it's not the fucking, it's not like anywhere that isn't San Francisco, Los Angeles and New York is just a fucking bedlam of racism. Like, yeah, yeah there's some shit, but like, actually go visit these people. Actually go talk to them. A lot of the guys, black, white, and, and anything else can still be against illegal immigration. It doesn't mean anyone, and I'm just, again, I'm just taking one thing at a time. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that that person is a complete piece of shit. And, and painting them as a complete piece of shit would make them feel powerless. It and destroys, as we already it talked destroys about the it. conversation, and that right. is what, again, really got us in this situation. And right. I, to bring it back to hip-hop, again, I said this in Wildfire, you cry wolf white supremacy. So when they see it in the flesh, it right. isn't even menacing. Yeah. Just two sides of war in the street. 
no relation to either, seeing no forest or trees. It's like right. we, and, and particularly the left, and this bothered me for a long time. It was happening for a couple right. years there where right. people started to use the words white supremacy. Right, as a blanket fucking statement. In, in terms of systematic oppression and privilege, when the whole white privilege thing was first becoming like a national topic and you're trying to explain it to people mm -hmm. and then they would throw that word out there right. and people would just turn their fucking ears off because like it denotes again it goes back to fucking motive yeah it, it makes these people intentionally or intentional bias like how about this here's an example i'm a mixed race person i'm half puerto rican i'm three sixteenths black or something like that and a lot of me is just straight up german fucking and english yeah. so does that mean that I'm half privileged, 40%? Am I 40% privileged? Or I'll tell you what, a lot of times I have this message put to me on Facebook that black people, honestly, and maybe they don't say the words, but that black people and, and Mexican people and, and Chinese people, they're kind of more morally superior. So am I 40% morally superior or 40% uh, morally inferior uh, to other people? To other people do you understand what i'm saying like there's I, I this do, but i think it's creepy I think that's what, fucked what up someone, and creepy what someone would counter that <laughs> is with the idea of of passing or sure or, i understand or that. code switching or whatever the the language code is switching where like you yeah there's that movie about it right now that boots riley made that um i'm really looking forward to uh where uh this is black dude who's working in like Oh, oh, telemarketing oh, oh. Yeah, or something, yeah, yeah. right? David then, Cross, I think. Yeah, David the, Cross uh, does the overdub. He has right. his white voice, and he right. starts climbing the ladder. And this is, it's a satire, but it's a real thing that happens right. um, when, you know, you are fairer skinned mm -hmm. and people treat you a different way. Maybe they'll make a racist joke to you right. and not realize who right. they're talking to or whatever. Right. And, uh, you know, stuff like that can happen where right. you are getting some kind of benefit by quote-unquote passing as white enough or right. something so you know again i think that goes back to intent okay so let's just get that okay someone posited that to me pete are you passing certainly not intentionally and and really i think my personal experience you know drinking and using and getting high and kind of ruining my life and then getting to the point where i had to stop and clean clean myself up and looking at my life for the last 16 years and realizing i've been in my way no, I'm not saying that doesn't exist. I'm not saying that people haven't maybe been in my way because they didn't like bald motherfuckers or they didn't like <laughs> fat motherfuckers. I, I mean, I can't tell you how many women were just like, no, thanks. You know, but like, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I've been oppressed. Uh, but, like, <laughs> but like, you know, um, I'm honestly responsible for where I am by, and, I, and I'm not certainly, you know, these are old, you know, you know, Whatever, I'm certainly not where I want to be, not just musically, but I mean financially, I'm better than I was a year ago, better than I was two years ago, better than I was six months ago, more financially stable, whatever. But again, I go back to the fact that I'm responsible for that. Not because I'm morally superior to anybody else who had shit hard, but like I had shit hard. But if the I had shit hard comes just from my identity, then again, we'll go back to that idea of, okay, so I'm only 50% Puerto Rican. Does that mean I'm 50% had it harder than other people? I mean, I have family members who are gay yeah. that I love just because I, I'm not super sold on illegal immigration. Does that mean I want my 
gay family member to be persecuted? Are you out of your fucking mind? I've done volunteer events performing for the gay community. Like mm-hmm. I've, I've been a fag hag since I was a fucking young kid. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I you know, fooled around with a couple of dudes. It's not really my thing, but I tried it. You know what I mean? Whatever. Like it's, it's certainly not you're with us 100% or you're against us. Yeah. Like, no, that's not how it works. And it's alienating these people. Cause there are some people who are so for fuck it, illegal immigration. Yeah, get in. But they don't feel real comfortable with gay people. You know what I mean? Like, where do we find, because every, every, every human I fucking talk to on a one-on-one basis seems mm. to be super fucking human. Yeah. As Carlin once said, uh, you know, people in groups are, right. are the worst, right? People, <laughs> right? Individuals are great. Right. You know, but in groups we tend to uh, destroy and... Uh, and social media and is a great example of that. It's terrible, yeah. Right. But I mean, does that make sense? I hope I'm I'm making sense because I, I I'm tired and I'm stupid. So I... <laughs> yeah, no, I think that um, this is a great preview of the uh, Pete Feliciano <laughs> podcast, potentially called Conservative. Probably um, not. And you know that's a uh, that's actually I just... kind. Of, I would say that that's like a marketable title right now too because you've got Blackish is a big show. There's another Ish that's a big uh, yeah. show right now on TV. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what it is. Oh, grownish. Oh, yeah, yeah, there you go. I heard of both I of those. I haven't watched it, either um, one, but they, it just even the previews make me bristle. I've just seen the, the on Hulu scrolling through, right. you know, but uh, let's talk about music, because that is why we're okay. here. To rewind a little bit, I happily contributed to your, your Kickstarter, because you I've been excited for you your music. Very kind of you. Aside from that, that one show we played that was kind of like a... You were just singing with the Cypher band, and you know it was sort of like an open mic thing. Return of the Cypher, yeah, the first Return time. Of the yeah, 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 yeah. After that, when we played a, a legit show, you know, it was you and one word mm-hmm. had just put out that record or were about to, mm-hmm. and I was just blown away by your hooks and your stage presence. Thank and you, sir. when you went to uh, put together your own record, I was really excited to to hear what that was going to turn into I'm still excited to hear uh, I think you, you, yeah, you I sent, sent me you a little a little sample that sounded pretty great but um yeah tell me about how that's going so I'm recording an album I did a GoFundMe and the 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 wise kind Sammy Warmhands uh contributed um some snarky video yes. uh to it so thank you for that sir um and we made uh I think it was $1100 past the goal which is that's nice that's awesome GoFundMe takes a nice chunk of that, but whatever. Yeah, um, that's and, why uh, that's why it helps so much that the people that push you over the top. Yes, yes, sir. And um, we've used a good chunk of that in recording so far. I'm working with Gowan Matthews. Uh, Gowan Matthews is a great producer in the uh, in the Northeast Bay area, um, who's worked with lots of different producers or lots of different artists, including uh, Lizzie Carr, a good friend of mine, and. He, um, he's not just really smart and really good at what he does. He's also incredibly generous and he is quick at watching him use his mouse that look kind of looks like, um, remember, um, Close Encounters of the Third Kind? It kind of looks no, like an actually, Apple core. You never seen that no. one with it? No. You're a, you're a, you're a science fiction guy see anyway. but i'm not yeah because batman lives in the real world you take, <laughs> you take me out in the fucking all right you know other dimensions you? That's and shit. Man, i'm like that's mm. wonder woman and, and superman yeah Come that's about now. as far as i get right there <laughs> so 
So he's he uses his mouse in his right hand, and like he's also using foot pedals as like a mouse to like. Oh, really? He's it, it's like the wind. But he also plays guitar and he plays bass. You know, he's just incredibly talented, and he doesn't really r compose his own things. He loves producing and playing other people's compositions. Yeah, and he's amazing at it. And he his solos are really good. He's got a great ear and a great eye for stuff he's just a, a great guy yeah there was some great guitar playing on that yeah. track that you sent me and i mean everything sounded really clean and, and great but like mm -hmm. you guys together which you come up with some yeah. of the chord changes and some of those little licks were really impressive right. like as someone who uh, writes a lot of songs but cannot play like that technically yeah no i, was, I, I, I was can't like, damn no I, I'm, I'm a rhythm boy if anything me too um, yeah. and honestly my goal is to not if I could just not have to ever play acoustic yeah. ever again for the rest of my life, that'd be great. You've seen me with one word. I like being out in front without being encumbered by a by a guitar or mm -hmm. by an instrument. I like jumping out and interacting with the audience and having fun and you know and whatever. And my goal would be as soon as it's ready uh, to get a band together and perform at least monthly yeah. with the band. That'd you be know great. I mean? It's going to be ex expensive and more you know, in depth, but I don't want to keep doing, I mean, the way I've been doing it, um, since 2011 ish, when I started, I've been doing a lot of covers, you know, which yeah. are fun, but, and they make me money, but Man, they're not. Your, your creep cover is Thank awesome. You, that was very nice. That, that bridge is a really hard <laughs> thing to nail. And, uh, yeah, you, you did it with gusto. Thank you, sir. But like even then, there's many times where I've played that and I was playing from muscle memory. I was not being present. Not I was not being it. genuine. And that's not anyone's fault. I think it's just anytime you practice something over and over and also coming from a place of, okay, I'm at this bar and grill. They're paying me a couple hundred dollars to come here and sing covers for a couple of hours. Yeah. No, you know, maybe some people are paying attention or they're not paying attention, but they clap yeah. or they're not paying attention and they don't clap. Yeah. You know, it's it's hard to uh, oh. muster any confidence on stage when you are playing to the back of everyone's heads. Right. I know that feeling. Yeah. It's been easy for me to hide in, you know, that note as an example on Creep. Mm -hmm. I know for some reason when I sing that note and people turn, will go, head, turn heads. You yeah. know, and so I'm, I almost do it intentionally to do that. And that's not good. That's not honest. <laughs> that's not present. That's yeah. me performing for something instead of perform here, everybody take it for free. It was given to me by God or universe or whatever you want to call it and just get it the fuck out of me because I need to be giving my gift. Now, I'm not saying that I shouldn't do what I, what I feel is honest and do it for me in a way. Well, y you should, but I also don't think that there's anything wrong with like, you know, the rapper who's trying to get the O out of the crowd or the comedian who's <laughs> no, trying to get the true. laugh. Right. You know, you having the, the range. I mean, we talked about Christina Aguilera. You, I mean, you think that, that, that she's pandering by, you no. know, showing off the high end of her range? You know, and I, I mean, and I like doing it, too. Yeah. I like singing that note and seeing how long I can go and watching people's faces. You know, I like getting yeah. reactions. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think maybe maybe I put it a different way. Maybe my expectations Mm -hmm. get get incorrect or okay no one's paying attention it's been an hour i'm warmed up enough i'll sing this song it's high energy i'm kicking my own ass here we go i'm gonna sing this note hold it boom bust it 
and I'm killing it and I'm killing it. And then everyone says, woo, and they, and they do their and they turn thing that I'm used to. And then they turn the fuck back around. Yeah. And my head says, yeah, but I just did this and you should, and, uh, uh, yeah. you know, or sometimes I'll be singing, you know, and I'll be putting all kinds of energy in, and then my eye will catch the bucket, the tip jar. Yeah. And there's never enough if I'm looking for tips. Yeah. There's never enough. There's never enough applause if I'm playing for applause. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I have been... I mean, that, that's the feeling that, that made me write a song where the audience yells, nobody gives a fuck at me. Yeah, which you know, is great, too. We because, all loved it. Yeah, and we, and we all have that, that <laughs> you know, where you're on stage and, and you, you feel like you're pouring your heart out and, right. and, and you're, you're hitting all the things right. you need to hit and you're killing right. it and right. you just, there's not, nothing you can do will right. move these people because right. you're not a fucking name that's on tv or some shit you know like there's something about that that we will always be fighting against now tell me when you've been doing that song i'm sure you've done that song and still no one's paying attention and i can guarantee that or maybe not maybe not for you but i've done similar songs yes where i'm singing about people not paying attention or i'm singing about whatever and i just get more venomous more mm. angry and sometimes I blow out my voice or not blow out but like I, I you know I'm, I'm I can tell like I should not have sang the way I just did because I'm I'm fucking angry and I don't I'm not saying that there's no place for that in music obviously there is yeah but if it's me struggling against something I don't know I because I, I think there are different schools of thought but like even if I'm trying to get the emotion of anger Mm -hmm. across and get and maybe even get them angry or get them fun or get them guilty or get the whatever yeah i still in a way have to be putting it out freely without expecting something in return you know what i mean I, I yeah i mean that's hard i have yes tortured audiences i yeah. have <laughs> Me too. lashed out you know like <laughs> like I will say that, that that song in particular, Famous Last Words, has been really freeing to me because it allows me to laugh at it. When I picture it going wrong, I picture Tucson, Arizona. I'm on last at a bar show. All the openers left with their uh, people. Right. You know, the two guys who were touring with me had already gone, and I'm on at the end of the night. So there's my tour mates and one dude who actually grew up here. I'm playing for fucking nobody, right? right? And I did that song, and bless their hearts, my tour mates did the shout, the shout out back, you know, nobody right. gives a fuck, and right. and we did it. And, and at, at that moment, I realized, you know what, I need to play the room when I do this song, uh, because I, it's not fair to my tour mates. But there's been other times where, like, my band, Dead Fucking Serious, we get respect now. Mm -hmm. We get people enjoying our music now right in 2006 in 2007 right uh, that was coming off of me being able to in my other band that half of this band was that band and we were packing 300 people in a room and now we'll be playing in the middle or opening somebody else's show right and half of those people will walk out on us and right. we'll be playing for 15 people right and i would yell and talk shit at the people in the back of the room and yeah. I would ignore the people right in front of me who right. paid to see me. Right. I would ignore them and lash out at the I've ones that. in the I've back who were leaving and, and I was so misdirected in that moment, you know, and I I learned a lot from, from doing that and from playing those little shitty shows is that I right. still got to spill my guts for the people who did come. 
And then if you play those little ass shows in fucking Missoula, Montana, or wherever you are, and then those people came up and go, wow, I can't believe that, you know, and they walk away with your record. Like, I did my job because I moved them when all odds were stacked against me and there was no show to be had. It was just me standing there and them standing there. You know, if I can do it in that situation and, 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 and beat my ego in that moment, then I've won. I can't tell you how many shows I've done that I di- that I haven't done. Meaning, I completely missed. Say there were people in front of me, and I completely missed something amazing happening. Like right afterwards, someone coming up, you just that was so amazing. You saved my life. You know, so you made my night. Yeah, and that means nothing to me because <laughs> one person didn't pay attention, yeah. or one person, you know, or because. You know, even stuff outside of like my mental control, like like you know, not that I have any, but like uh, that I'm hungry or something, and like someone like literally is trying to ch- share with me that I did something good for them, yeah. And my brain is still saying, yeah, but you didn't put any money in the tip jar. Like, what a fucking ungrateful prick I am. You know what I mean? I mean like, it's it's the night where you walk off stage. And you're thinking about, oh, I fucked up this song. I should have yeah. said this instead of that, right? And the guy comes up to you and says, oh, that was amazing. You were right. so awesome tonight. I don't believe it. It was great seeing I you. Don't, I and, don't like and, him. And then my reaction was, and this is former me, right. I would go, oh, man, I wasn't that good, though, because I yeah. fucked up this and I did that. You know, you should have seen a better one. Instead of going, right. wow, thank you, man. I'm so right. glad that means something right. to you. Right. Like, you know, what's your name? Right. You know, right. and, and I've God learned, forbid other people exist. <laughs> I've learned that that is the correct response, and that and that I can actually come out of my funk by right. engaging with someone right. and trying to digest that information and and just being real with them and and seeing what we share musically and what we're connecting on. You know, right. I can break out of that hard on myself, right. walking off stage depression for a second. You know, I think maybe it's easier to do that when. What do you think of this idea? of, you know, me not being in charge or, or like I'm not responsible for God or the universe or whatever you want to call it. I was for some reason given the not. Okay. So I remember someone, you like Seinfeld, right? Oh yeah. I fucking love Seinfeld. I haven't been a huge fan of his stand-up, but Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee Greatest is the show. best fucking show in the world. I'm so happy. I've just run through, what, the first half of the of the new season in like a day. Wait, there's um, a new season? Yeah, it oh. started yesterday. Oh, fuck. Zach oh, Galifianakis. Fuck. Hey, get fucking, out of here. Let's go know, watch right? it. Let's go watch it. <laughs> but like one thing he said, someone, you know, and he said it multiple times on that show, is someone says, we were born with this gift. And he's like... When do I get to be responsible for it? <laughs> Which, explain but like, maybe the interest and a little bit of talent was put in me. And I did have to work like a son of a bitch and still have to continue to work like a son of a bitch and practice and practice and practice and fail and practice and fail and practice and win and then fail and fail and fail. You know, I have to yeah. keep doing that in order to not just be a working musician, but to be, to get better, to get valid. But I do think a little bit of that was not my fucking fault. You know what I mean? There are a lot of people I know who are really talented people who just decide not to, you know, they maybe do a couple of shows and then they, they decide, you know, I'm going to get, I get married and they just, they're just not interested or. Yeah. And I think that's why rappers talk about the grind is because we watch people who give up, 
you know, like you said, they go get married and have kids, or they right. go back to school, or they, uh, you know, go for that promotion at work, or and then we afraid. never see them again. Right. Well, yeah, whatever their motivation was for right. doing those things, right. uh, we never see them again. You know, like I wrote a song called "The Last One Standing." Yeah. You know, like <laughs> I'm the last one standing. You know, we 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 tried, but you changed your mind. Like you right. you you left right. me here. Right. I wanted this to be us, right. and now it's me. But so I do think in I live with that that fucking spark. Yeah. that you were born with, whether it's a lot or a little of talent, is still I'm not responsible for it, which means it's not mine. It's not me. You need to give me people who are tipping me. You need to you need to give me attention. If I'm looking to get, I am I am never satiated. Mm. You know what I mean? That doesn't mean I don't. Because sometimes I've been I've been in crowds where that same thing happened, and then I fucking shit on people, and it was the perfect spin of shitting on people and it like made you're a, shitting it on made yourself the, and it made the show great no but i mean like um i don't know i can't think of a, a good example but sometimes i've said things like i've been snarky instead of evil and punishing focusing on those guys who were leaving in the back on a different level i've made fun of it or made fun of them mm -hmm. and it somehow like switched them on like oh this is a real performer this isn't on my TV. This is a real human being in front yeah. of me. And it was the honest, right, spontaneous thing to do in that moment. And it was perfect. But like, like I said, there's also been times where I did that same thing you did, where it's like, I'm, all right, uh, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to punish people now. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I do think, ultimately, it's not mine. You know what I mean? What do you think of that? I struggled for so long with the desire to do things that I did not have the talent or skill set to do. Right. And I think, if anything, I was born with balls. You know, mm -hmm. if anything, mm -hmm. that's that was mm -hmm. my gift, mm -hmm. is that I'm going to take what I want out of this life. Right. I still know people my age who don't know what they want to do with their life. They're just kind of floating and figuring it out right. and, you know, doing what comes. And And for me... We're making a music video right now, but I, I've just finished a video for a different song from this record, and it shows videos from me at nine years old mm -hmm. all the way until now performing on stage. Mm -hmm. That was my gift, was my lack of fear of those things and just right. being able to throw myself at them 100% and right. the conviction of knowing who I am right. at an early age. That is That is my gift. I know that I'm not just like a fucking... <laughs> prodigy musician because right. you can listen to uh me rap now and you know i walk off stage uh, you know th this week uh in portland and seattle the reactions i got from those sets are not the reactions i got you know 10 years ago <laughs> right and you know it's it's the same same thing with you know i've been singing and playing guitar in bands for fucking you know a couple decades now and I still struggle to do that well. Right. And then I look at a guy like you and think, oh, he's just been given that. He's just got the fucking natural, you know, the lungs right. for it, man. He can I'm just fucking melt, you, uh, you know. But, but that's not true. You know that. That's I know, but it, okay. that's my envy of like, I, I can't, you know, I, measure up to, the, to I, the, way, the, the way that I want to be. I can at rapping, but I can at other things <laughs> musically, and and so I'm I measure myself against other people, and right. I, I don't feel like I was given a talent. I just feel like I I worked so fucking hard for so fucking long that I I earned a piece of it. You, you know? okay? I'm gonna disagree with you in some in a small way. Yeah, 
I agree that you work like a son of a bitch to be where you are. Yeah. Artistically. And like you said, I think that's all, you know, I know that's like when I listen to the record, maybe, maybe some people will buy it. But I know that you got to do it for you. Exactly. Yeah. But, um, but I think maybe it's this, maybe we're given the, give the gift, the gift of the balls in order to do it. Yeah. Um, we're given not a perfect lifestyle, but like, oh, we could make this happen. Like I know for you, for you and, and for me, for different reasons, neither one of us, you know, get high a lot or, or drink a lot. I don't yeah. do it e either. Um, and so my lifestyle fits that, fits this music thing. Because yeah. a lot of people, they're talented and they work like a son of a bitch, except they eventually stop because booze and drugs are really fucking important to them. And they were, they were to me. Yeah. Right? So lifestyle works. But also, I think there is a little bit... I don't think you would have the interest you had in playing mm -hmm. or rapping if you hadn't done it and realized, oh, I kind of think I'm a little good at this, or I think I could be. Like, I don't think it was just straight from, I like that... A lot of people like punk. A lot of people like rap, sure. and they don't do it. Sure. A lot of people sure. are fucking historians. There's a guy who was in a cover band in China. Great fucking dude. Um, my friend... Uh, was in China for six months in the in a band with him, and they're doing American pop music in China. Mm -hmm. And he was the resident rapper of the band. Yeah, and he never wrote his own raps, and he didn't sing. He Task. danced, <laughs> but like all he did, all he did was rap. You know, when they did a cover of of Hova, you know what I mean? Yeah. He he rapped Jay Z's lyrics, and he did it beautifully. And he knew how to fuck. He knew how to grab the crowd's attention and do it as if he wrote it, and do it with the swag, and do it with the style, and blah blah blah. Yeah. But he didn't have the, he didn't have the whatever the spark that made him want to write. He didn't yeah. have that. You know what I mean? So I'm not saying he's a dishonest person. He's a really fucking nice guy, and blah blah blah, and talented. But he wasn't given the whatever that thing is. And I think you were probably given whatever that thing is. And that, that's true. There's many kinds of us in the way that... True. The, I'll use Christina as an example again. Of she's a person Dude, who... Dude, I would, I would go straight for her asshole. Like, I wouldn't even... <laughs> oh, my God. I would, I'm not a big, like, I don't, I don't you know, dick in... I don't care about it. But, like, I, like, I, I dig eating ass, dude. I really do. I... <laughs> And I would if you go had straight for if you had the legacy <laughs> of of lactose problems and, and and like the frequency of dumps that I have in my life and have had since my teens, no, that would not even cross your mind. That's oh, the nastiest no. shit ever to me, dude. Um, if it's clean, no, if there's it's no clean, clean enough. But it's like, you know, it's wrong, and that's... Anyway, it's okay, not good. Can, can it's not, continue, no, Don't fucking do that. <laughs> okay, so Christina's a great example of someone who is a natural talent, clearly, sure. as a performer. Right. She co-writes a bunch of stuff. Yep, I feel the same way about Beyonce. I you know, feel she the fucking same way about Beyonce. That's not her strong suit, right? right? You get a lot of these guys who are virtuoso players who wind mm -hmm. up as session musicians mm -hmm. you never know their name but they play mm -hmm. with all the greats right. you get all of these amazing songwriters right. who they move to nashville and to la and you've heard their songs and right. you know the words but you don't know their fucking names because and because that's right. what they excel at you know and, and, and sometimes they become lady gaga but most of the time because lady gaga started off yeah, by writing and, and most of the time they most don't most of the time they don't and again because my life comes back to carlin he said that I, I used to see myself as a, oh, yeah. a comedian 
who, who writes his own material. Right. And I've come to see myself as a writer who performs his own material. Right. And I really see that in myself, that, that yeah. many, 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 many records and years ago that I was writing, and we used to get credit for this in high school and right. middle school, that these kids are writing sophisticated music that's, mm -hmm. you know, rivals the, mm -hmm. the, their heroes mm -hmm. in, in complexity and the arrangements and whatever, but they're kids, you right. know? They were giving us props and like, oh, you're so good for your age because right, X, right, Y, and Z. And I'm like, fuck, good for my age, right? Because right. I couldn't perform at that level. I didn't have the, I didn't have the musical talent <laughs> right. as a performing skill set, but I had it creatively as a writer or something like that. Mm -hmm. So I, I guess I'll give myself some credit as a writer. I believe I, yeah. I was given that. Right. Um, and it was the other things that I, I didn't measure up to. But I think that we each have our own thing, whether it's yeah. a writer or a performer or a player or, or whatever it is. It's rare that you get the the Trent Reznor who's all of those things, you know, mm -hmm. or, or, you yeah, know. But he can't play drums. <laughs> or the Prince or the Stevie right. Wonder. Fuck, that's man. all of those things. Except, okay, let's let's be real, real. Prince is probably my one of my favorites of all time. Yeah, but musicology, musicology, stop it! What are you doing? Mid mid to late nineties Prince, stop, stop, stop. Honestly, I don't listen to Prince. I always respected. Like I'd see him, I'd see him play on TV or something. I'd be like, that right. motherfucker slays a guitar. Yeah. And then I'd listen to that song on the record. I'm like, he's not doing that. Right. And I, I kind of got out of it. It's not. I'm not a. Not a upbeat person. Right, right, right. <laughs> I'm a right. scream on the record person. So, right, right, right. Or, or a sad song person. So right. I, yeah, I'm not a Prince dude, but I respect the shit out of his chops, you know, right. his, his, his talents. But um, do you have uh, an estimate for uh, when your record is going to see the light of day? This is my first real, this is my first album. I, obviously, I did one yeah. with one word. But um, it was your first solo album. This is my first solo album. It's huge. Yeah, and I'm my responsible for... My first solo album for... is not good, so take your time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like this. I like this so far. I mean, here's the thing about you, too, though. You you came out fucking swinging at 13. You just said, yeah. when I when I was in this other band, uh, you know, and I'm not very smart, but I did the math. And you said 12 years ago. So you were fucking 20. Jesus fucking Christ. What? Like, I wasn't doing that <laughs> shit at 20. I was fucking... I, I, at 21, I moved up to... Uh, Portland from the Bay Area to to follow this uh, female uh, that I didn't even really like and be in a relationship with this person I didn't like at all. Um, so that's what I was doing at fucking 20. Um, <laughs> that's what anyway. I told you. Though. My gift was knowing who I was and what I wanted to do. Uh, that was the rarest thing. I would say I'll probably be, I think we're about, uh, I want to write, finish or f finish writing at least two more songs. How many are you looking at total then? Probably 11, 10 or 11. Um, I don't think it's the type of thing that needs to be epic. I definitely noticed that with my type of brain, I'm such a fear, fear-based little, little monkey that yeah. I need it all to be perfect or uh, I'm just not going to, you know what I mean? So I don't want to delay myself because I, I'm, I'm afraid. There's a fine line between being too much of a perfectionist and kind of losing something in the process mm -hmm. and then... Uh, making it too raw. Like when I say my first solo album, I have f f feelings about that. Mm -hmm. You know, I just come off of these band records. I was feeling good about it. I, right. I was producing my own shit for the first time just by myself. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to one take everything. Okay. So you're, you're not <laughs> upset about the album. You're not uh, upset or not upset, but you don't, you don't think it, it lacked content and creativity. You feel like it lacked polish. Execution. execution. I think, Got it. I think okay. it sounds really good even. Uh, as one mm. of my very first recordings, I still think it sounds good. Right. 
Did you do it in here? Uh, but my singing was not good. Yeah, here. Yeah, this, it was nice. like one of the very first things I did here. Um, in 2005, I recorded it. And um, yeah, I thought it sounded good. It still holds up as a, as some of my first first good work. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, I had just taken a year of vocal lessons and I was in transition. I wasn't, mm-hmm. I wasn't there. Yeah. But I, I was so caught up in the like, man, I'm so tired of doing... You know, a hundred takes on a song. That's why I called right. this Take Ninety Two. Right. I was like, "That's not what we fucking do here, man. We right. just capture the song. Right. It's a recording, right? You know, it's do a record still, of the song." Do you still stand by that that uh, marching song? Uh, yes, I've I've learned, and I'm not as um, kind of like we were talking with politics. You get right. so so hardlined one way, right. it, it can be to your detriment. Like it was for me on that record. I have learned, particularly producing vocal sessions whether it's other singers and rappers or myself Mm. you know i have learned best practices and i know when we're pushing too much and when we got it and i know when um to sweeten it a little bit more Mm. um you know i don't use auto-tune and stuff like that but i will do edits like if i'm like let's say i've got the perfect take and then you got to punch this little section then you sit back and listen. You're like, oh, this is one little thing. And so you punch a little section again, right? right. And now you've got uh, this really long verse that's mm. really technical and impressive, right? right? And it's got the little fixed part here and the little fixed part there. And you listen to it and you can't tell. I'll go, okay, now I'm going to record that. Like I've taught myself. Okay. That's what I do now. Right. Because I want to get a real performance. Right. And I'll use the studio tools to... to doctor it up and fix it and go right. okay this is what it should be and then and then I'll go okay now that now that I'm I'm hearing it from outside my head right I'm going oh that's what it should sound like right cool let's do that right or I'll record it as a demo and try it out live and and get to learn it and the nuances and whatever and and apply that you know in the studio and so I still try to get you know, there's songs on this new record that are one entire long straight performance no nothing you know right so yeah, I try to make it real, and I try to give the heart of the song its its day. Like it feels like a like, you know, when I get people come in here, like okay, that was a good take. Yeah, you, you know, got it, landed all the timings. Everything sounded right. really good. It's like I want you to do something now, and just close your eyes and forget the environment you're in, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and place yourself on stage. Mm-hmm. And I want you to be opening for yeah. you know somebody you admire and it's that's a full how, house that's how i fucking that's how you i know? do that same goddamn thing exactly and 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 i want you to to treat it like a live show where you're mm-hmm. trying to do your best self because right. a lot of times people come in the studio and 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 they'll perform it differently for some reason or or yeah. a little less uh passionate or something and and so i really that's my biggest thing is the energy and the, and the truth in the song right um, and trying to make that as real as possible. So however that is achieved right. is fine by me. I, I, I have done that too. I've used this one. This is, this is the first time I ever said this, and I apologize. Um, but uh, <laughs> not really. But like, say I'm auditioning for fucking stupid-ass American Idol. Okay? Yeah. I would never probably do that. But it's like, hypothetical. That would either make or break it. And I know I can. I know I have the talent to do so if I was in the right headspace. Now, say, I ma- say I'm performing at this rinky-dink little bar where no one's fucking paying attention. I do my best shit when I'm like, uh-oh, 
this is it. This is me auditioning. Yeah. Fuck it. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna make believe Frank Zappa sitting in the back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or Prince or whoever. You know, I'm gonna make believe this person who I look up to is in the back. Fuck it. I'm gonna give everything. I'm gonna give fucking everything. Yeah. You got you know a whack I mean? show, or you're looking at the back of people's heads, or they're talking over right. you. You close your eyes. You center yourself back in that song. Right. And you belt it out like it's the fucking last time, you know, right. and then watch the reaction and it's totally different. Right. Or, you know? or really, I think what happens is that I, I detach from the reaction in general and then exactly. all of a sudden I'm having a good show. Because you committed I, you know, to it and, and right. now you got something more out of it. Oh shit, I forgot what I was going to say. That happens I'm to sure it was really profound. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> For but, as tired as you were at dinner, you're doing great right now. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking. I hope. I, I hope the the politics thing. It didn't. You're all right. Like it's. I'm it's, good. Okay. All I'm right. good. I'm pretty. Uh, I'm pretty much an open book. You oh. know. I, <laughs> I think. Right. But I, I think that's a that's a good. I like that reaction. No. See, because, when two weeks comes though, and you're like. Uh, oh, is my you, episode coming? You slice like you slice all my shit down and say, "Pete, like uh, no, you out like, of context and say, you, you, kill all Jews.'" Yeah, you're, you're like, "Is <laughs> is my episode coming out?" Because I thought I right. thought you said it was two weeks. I'm like, "Oh yeah, I should be on there." I don't know. Yeah, you're gonna dox me and my family. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, but like, I don't know what um, happened? I must have lost it. Right. Um. Oh, there was one song I've never put it out, but I've performed it a couple of times. But it's called "Miss the Point." Mm-hmm. And this is on the album. And this is actually, the, the the track itself is much more of a raw, like if it was just me, bass and guitar in a room playing at each other. Yeah. It's fucking fun. But the the song goes, I take my pen and push to the pad. Here comes another zinger to put me on the map. Yeah. Away they fly like lyrical doves, spraying onto paper, words from up above. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, muse, sweet muse, speak through me to the world. Make the fellas hate me. Make me look hot to girls. <laughs> it's me making fun of myself. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of my version of writer's block, or at least it was when I was writing that, is I, I don't have writer's block because there's nothing coming. I have writer's block because I have shitty expectations of myself. Yeah. I have shitty expectations of the audience. I, I think it's supposed to be complete gold before it even comes out. You know, I think it's just supposed to be amazing. And it's a catchy song, and it's a fun song, but it also needed to, you know, it's like... Whatever way the inspiration goes, the third verse is the summary. Gotta close like a pro. So when pondering what to cement in ink, it dawned on me I definitely shouldn't write about how I think. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, and that's that's kind of like okay, you know, uh, uh, this is this is because it sounds like I'm being egotistical, but really I'm being egotistical because I'm insecure, and this is something I do all the fucking time. I'm afraid of what people think. I'm afraid. A lot of times it happens with women where I'm 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 afraid of of the of the approach, and so I just, I just act like a fucking asshole. You yeah. know, I just act like a you know I'm better than this. It's our thing. armor. Yeah, you know, and uh, and it doesn't uh, serve me. It doesn't serve her. It doesn't serve the audience. It doesn't serve the the, the record, except for obviously when writing this song. But like you know, yeah. it's, in general, it's. Um, well, and I think that when we're writing and we're alone, we're able to come up with something that is satisfying in that like, right. oh, I like what I said here. Yeah. But sometimes there's a truth in that, that that's a, ref- a self-reflection, right. something we weren't necessarily that aware of or hadn't taken a good look at. Mm-hmm. And that's something that helps me, you know, when I... I realize, oh, this is a defense mechanism I have. Right. Or, oh, why have I been beating myself up over this thing? Or, you know, whatever. Right. And, and, and sometimes they're, they're revealed in the writing, to right. me anyway. And that's part of the reason it's such a 
cathartic process for me is I don't sit down and go, I'm going to write a song about X. I, I don't. You know? I can't. I, I, like I, I'll get I, a line and then I'll run out to the computer and go, oh, shit, what's this right, going right, to be? Right, 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 right. You know? And then you sit back and you read it when you're done. And you're like, yeah. oh, cool. That's cool. how Mary Ate My Sandwich came. So Mary <laughs> Ate My Sandwich is about this woman who works in HR talking to her higher-ups about this evil bitch she works with stealing her lunch food. It doesn't wink at the camera at all. It's just, this is really serious. and It's funny. I, I like it. And it happened. I literally was still in bed. I just woke up and I'm like lying in bed, you know, in between alarms. And I'm just like... Uh, you know, and just suddenly this melody came to me, and I'm like, oh, that'd be funny if that was that. And then it literally was like, literally, I think it was five minutes. Yeah. Five minutes of me just putting, like, of me voice to text <laughs> in my, while I'm still, half of my face is in the pillow, just like, oh, that'd be funny. It's like half ass translating. Yeah. <laughs> and I had to fucking words up. Because already, I, I'm a fucking, my phone doesn't like me because it knows. <laughs> um, but, you know, that came really quick, you know, and I didn't have to struggle with it. And it was, it was, I really, I, I like it, you know. Sometimes those are the best ones. You can labor over one for days and weeks and not quite get it. And then there's other ones that you pull right out of your ass and go, oh, I like that, you know. I had this time where I was, last last July, I was performing at Tourette's Without Regrets, which is this show, this giant monthly show over in Oakland. And um, each show has a theme and they had invited me to play um the theme for july was the fuck america show mm. i know it sounds maybe the opposite but i'm not like right wing i'm I not once like wrote super, a song called fuck america so you're not gonna offend me with that but. there you go i'm less upset with america than i am about ungrateful douchebags in oakland <laughs> and so and so i was like let's see what would be really funny because this is this is this was my plan and i'm really happy i didn't do this I was going to write a song. I was, I was ready for readying myself for about a month. And so I was like, How am I, what's, what's this song I'm going to write that's going to really kind of piss off, but also bring them in on laughing at themselves yeah. for this whole like, and I couldn't really do it. I mean, I was, I was literally thinking it's of getting up there. It's a fucking tightrope and I can do it. But like, I didn't, I was just struggling and struggling and struggling. And I'm like, I would come up with some cool lyrics, but I didn't like what I was fucking writing. Um, I didn't like the melody. I didn't like it, you know, and I'm like, ah, you know, and I didn't know how to, okay, here's the end game of pissing. I know how to piss them off with this. Yeah. You know, I was literally going to get, get up. I was going to say, can we all count the four? One, two, three, four. You are four more times likely to be raped in South Africa than you are in oh America. Oh my God. <laughs> now, oh, I think man. that's funny, right? Because it was going to piss them off at the same time where's the bridge yeah how do you get people how do you do it tactfully i admire the self-sabotage i fucking know? like it because i love it i've done this um <laughs> this song this is it's, it was my straight edge anthem right from famous last words anti-fun nice yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah i haven't yeah, performed yeah. it that much but it was a single so you might have heard it but um i would set it up by saying all right i'm going to lose you 100% right and then I'm gonna win you back over watch right, right and right, so right, I right. play that song or right. I say fuck the party you guys are dumb pointing right. at them right, right, right. in a bar right 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 right. everybody right. make way for the anti-fun you know right like, right I can't remember the exact words but I'm like you know not not all MCs get high and drunk and shit like that right and so I would alienate myself entirely <laughs> right and then I would intentionally put a song right after it and I don't remember which one I would 
usually choose that would immediately bring everyone back right. in because I had to. Right. And part of it was just to prove that I could. Right. Like I was feeling the attitude that <laughs> right, 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 that right, tour right, or whatever right, right. was like, hey, you know, I'm going to fucking, you know. And sometimes that's a fun challenge. Other times there is no recovery and you're right. like, well, okay. Yeah. I lost that one, but the it next was time fun. I performed at Tourette's Without Regrets, I, I did not. Because they, here's, here's, here's how it happened. I realized like literally day of, this is gonna really like this is gonna flop. This is gonna be bad. <laughs> I might, I might. I even asked. The I'm gonna get punched. I asked the booker. I was like, "Do you have security? Yeah. Do you guys like? Do they get violent? You know?" And she's like, "Well, no, unless there's like some serious racism or sexism." And I was like, "There might be a little bit." No. <laughs> so I was like, "Okay," or it might be perceived that way. And so I was like, "Okay, I'm literally a couple yeah, it's hours not a away comedy from club. performing." Be careful, <laughs> right? I'm a couple hours away from performing, and I'm like, I had this song called "The Me Song," where I make fun of the first verse is about making fun of this girl who's posting about, you know, came to me in a vision, spread Nutella on my toast, hashtag yummy, hashtag cheat day, another perfect fucking post, you know, all about her <laughs> making fun of this girl for like being vain and like being desperate for likes. Second verse is about this douchey guy who who's like, as I walk, as I enter through the door of my favorite local gym into the into the building's Wi-Fi, of course I'm already logged in. And how he like lifts a dumbbell, takes a picture, and posts it to Instagram. Soon all the world will see the epitome of man, right? Yeah. So, so first Which verse. My wife tells me there's people that'll walk into her gym, take mm -hmm. a picture, and then leave. Yeah. <laughs> first first verse making fun of her. Second verse, making fun of them. Yeah. Third verse is usually making fun of all of us, including me. Yes. I say, yeah. oh, what's on my mind, Facebook? Wouldn't you like to know? My politics, my sex life, and my upcoming shows. Yeah. So I'm making fun of me, and yeah. that's what gets everybody, you know, I mean, they love making fun of her and him anyway, but the third verse is really what, like, hey, I'm a I'm hypocrite. With I'm yeah. a fucking hypocrite. But I added a third verse so that I moved that one over there, mm. and that came to me pretty quickly that day of read it off of my phone while I was playing. It goes, um, check out my beliefs. They're the ones I'm supposed to have. And I'm always on the lookout for an offensive act. This article needed sharing, though the headline's all I read. I have no gratitude. I have no perspective. Just please like my thread. Can't you see that I have courage? Can't you see how much I care? Every feeling the algorithm feeds me only makes me more aware. Stay woke. I'm so fucking different how I stand and I speak up because it's so hard in the Bay to say fuck America. But don't worry, I'm not ungrateful. I'm the shit. And the chorus goes, I'm the wow. shit, right? So, but for some reason. That's my favorite verse right there. For some reason, everybody involved, even though I'm literally, in a way, shitting on some people in the room. Yeah. Everybody was with me. Yeah. Everybody's like, fuck. Like, that's good. That, that yeah. makes sense. I'm in Oakland the capital of liberalism and I'm making fun and yet they were all on board. Yeah. Now I'm not saying that because I'm, I'm you, so good. But if you can do it, you cut to the truth of it and you're not necessarily making a judgment about it. You're like, dude, I'm from here. Yeah. Let's, let's get real and, and yeah. have, let's, can we laugh at ourselves? Yes. You know, and that's ultimately, that's the secret. you know, and I think that's why that worked. And if, if you I came from somewhere else and tried doing that song, maybe not. I, I, I think what, what's nice about, about Oakland and Berkeley is that these liberals give me enough leeway because they don't know that I'm, they think I'm like racially ambiguous so I can get away with <laughs> Yeah. They're like, well, he's not, he doesn't look super white. But if I look super white, you know, then of course I'm, a, I'm the devil. But like, I have another song called The Meat Song about how even though, you know, I had this ex-girlfriend who was a, a PETA member, 
you know, I wrote and I saw those videos you can't unsee. Yeah. And I still fucking eat meat. You know yeah. what I mean? It's it's like I know the piggies that become my pepperonis are the same piggies that live and die in trash. I know the taste of little morsels I'm consuming. Only a week ago was dirty piggy ass. And then the chorus is, but I can't stop eating the flesh. You yeah. know what I mean? Chewing the blood, tearing, swallowing mess. You know what I mean? Like, and it's about how I know that I'm fucking up and I'm doing it anyway. And that's what I think about this podcast is that going into it like, yeah, sometimes I lie. Who the fuck do you listen to that goes, yeah, I'm a hypocrite and I don't know what I'm talking about sometimes. <laughs> no one fucking does that. And hopefully there's something too, just because, or I'm no, no one's going to listen. That's fine too. But like, I think being honest about it takes the air out of it. Instead of being, I'm 100% polished and I'm ready with all my facts, I want to be able to Google live. You know what I mean? Like, wait a second, what, what did you say? Hang on, let's look that up. Yeah. Oh, you know what? You may be right. Yeah. Because, I don't know. The humility is, is disarming and it's inviting. And it's, and it's and not something I'm good at, but I'm trying. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. Let me ask you this. Do you have a, a, a new song that's ready to share or should I maybe preview ours at the end of the show? I think you should preview ours. Okay. All right, so uh, we'll film that video tomorrow, and you guys can hear a sneak peek right now. I'm very aroused. All right, that is our show. I'm going to play you a little teaser, but I'm not ready to come through with the full song. you got to see the video because it turned out fucking awesome. We filmed the whole thing on a cell phone. There's animation involved. It was, it was great. Shout out to Pete for doing the show. I'm going to leave you with... One of his songs, it's not from the album yet, because it's not done, but it's a live cut called Stay, and here's a preview of Hearts of Kyber. But on the mic I'm phenomenal with an ominous obstacle Staring down the homogenous Oswald in a monocle never wearing me down I'm very aroused But apparently now it's something terribly foul To be hearing them out or tearing them down now That everybody yeah. around knows I carry the crown uh. This ain't that difficult No it ain't We ain't them typical All right, you're going to have to wait for the rest of that one, but the video will come out this summer. Here is a live track from Peter Feliciano called Stay, recorded live in San Francisco at Slim's. And with the dawn, there's a little death. Sun, heavier the breath. Stay as it always will. Stay as it all falls.
please let us sleep. You did in the world, dreaming the times, leaving us alone. Stay. drum mm -hmm. 